This is Amstigator, a podcast founded on purpose, but focused on the path to get there. Experience is the best teacher, right? And in this season of Amstigator, we're going all in on female perspective of women and wisdom as we answer one specific question. What's the lesson here? Welcome back to Amstigator. This is such a fun episode. I'm glad you pressed play on it. On the surface, it's about looking behind the scenes in the music industry, which is so much fun. But the deeper meaning here is look what happens when you find your voice. There's some amazing stuff that can come out of that. Caitlin Dry is one half of The Drys. She and her husband Derek are a singing-songwriting duo here in Nashville. Now, I've interviewed them a couple of times, once on TV here for the NBC station where I work. Did a big profile story on them. And then, again, exactly one year ago on Amstigator. It was episode 15, and I put a link to that podcast episode in the show notes. In that episode, we really dive into their passion and their source for their most impactful songs and what makes their writing different, because it's a difference that you can feel. Feel. So I asked Caitlin to come back on again to Amstigator because they've had just a phenomenal year. They were on The Voice last year, you may have seen them, and they're now about to go on tour with Jody Messina, you guys. And I just really, really love these two. Their soul in their music, there's lived experience there, they've really worked to find their sound, and it's resonating with people because their music cuts through. And that's actually how I found them. One day during COVID, one of their music videos was featured on our lifestyle show at the station where I work today in Nashville. As soon as I heard Caitlin's vocals on this video, I literally stopped in my tracks. I totally forgot about how late I was putting on my makeup and I just stared at the TV. And I took in this beautiful sound and this amazing song and these great lyrics and it cut through and it was memorable. And I kept coming back to that song. I probably streamed it like 70 times <laughs> in, in a week. It was crazy. And I'm like, who are these people? So I will do anything I can to support Caitlin and Derek. And I will tell as many people as I can to stream their music and send up prayers and vibes because they are the real deal. And I don't know if you've heard this before, but Nashville is um, something of a 10-year town. It means that it takes 10 years to really make the impact that you're trying to make. And the dries are on year eight, y'all. And I feel like things are starting to shake loose. So I can't wait for you to hear this episode. This is Caitlin Dry with the lesson, Find Your Voice. So the last time you and I actually saw each other in person was for our Amstigator interview. Yeah. A year ago. And now yeah. here we are putting out your episode again one year later. And when I thought of like, I got to have Caitlin back on, I was like, well, obviously I'm only interviewing women. So we're separating Caitlin and Derek. She's got to be by herself. <laughs> and we're going to have this like girl talk conversation. But you guys have had such a huge year that I just want to talk about the huge year you've had mm -hmm. and then what you have coming up. Because yeah. you know I love you and you know that like I just pour out my adoration for you because I hear something, I feel something, I see something in your music every time I hear your stuff. So I'm like So sweet. These people I feel it from you. Thank you. I'm glad. It means I'm I'm expressing myself effectively because it's yeah. you guys are special. You're so, so Thank special. You. So um you were on the voice. Like yeah. what in the world? And you're about to go on tour? Like, oh, my God. Yes. Like, there's this whole, whole thing. It's It's been a long time coming. It feels like it's happened really fast. But also, it's taken years of hard work and lots of, of days of tears, blood, sweat, you know, all <laughs> the things. But 
We're super excited. I mean, season 22 of The Voice was incredible. We we had actually been asked to do it. This was our third time. So third time's a charm, I, I tell like, people. No, no. People came to you and said, do this. And you said yeah. no twice. Yeah, so they have a casting department, which is not a secret. I mean, they... You can also show up to open call, which a lot of people do, a lot of artists do. Um, but they have a casting department that, like, scouts for artists. And the cool thing about The Voice is you can already be an artist and have music out and even be signed to certain things when you audition. So they had reached out again, and it was kind of weird because that week I had literally mentioned to Derek. We were, I was, like, getting ready in the bathroom, and I said, I wonder what it would have been like if we would have done The Voice. Like, wow. I went, and then literally like two days later, the this guy Michael reached out, one of the casting um, guys who works there. And I told Derek, I was like, this feels, I was like, that's really weird. Like, why, <laughs> that, I literally just spoke this. And, and then we get a message like two days later. So we thought about it for like a week. And then we reached back out and we were like, let's just do it and see what happens. Yeah. And we sent in a video of like three songs. I think we did like, Nine to Five by Dolly. So, like, you're not saying your music videos. You sent in, like, you and him sitting on the couch kind yep, of thing? in okay. our couch, yeah, in our living room. And he just said, like, send in some songs. Uh, we already love y'all, but just send in some songs and, and, you know, we'll go through the process and, like, submit it to the producers and then let you know. So we sent in three songs and waited. And then in February... Of so we got reached out to in October of 2021. So when you and I it's sat down and recorded a year yeah. ago, you had already said yes. You just yes, couldn't, I couldn't say, say anything because <laughs> <laughs> you never. I mean, with those things with TV, you never know if if it's going to go through. I mean, it's so much that goes into it to like yeah. get on one of those shows. Um, so we sent in our stuff and we just waited, and then in February is when they reached back out and they were like, you know, you've made it to the blinds. Wow! And so then it was a whole process of getting ready for that. Yes. And when did you guys record that? When so when? we went out to LA. Um, I have to like literally think about the whole process. We we flew out the first time in May of last year. So yeah, we just began preparing wow. ourselves like mentally and physically to go do that because it's very taxing and there's a lot of long days and you do all these zooms leading up to it and they prepare you and then your song gets chosen and which was really cool because Islands in the Stream had never been on the show. Wow. And so that was the first time. And uh, the musical director, Clyde, he literally told Derek and I, he said, no one's ever done this on the show. He was like, at least I don't, I can't recall. Yeah. He said, we've just been waiting on the right uh, duo to do it. So they help you pick your songs? Yep. I've always wondered about that because I'm like, gosh, yeah. some of these are so far-fetched. I'm not saying yours are, but some <laughs> songs that people sing, I'm like, where did that come from? Like, does that person really listen to Luther Vandross? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it I just mean, surprises me. You get a list of approved songs, and you can choose through them. I mean, it's like a list of 500 songs. And wow. then you can put, like, five songs, I think, that are not on the list. And Islands in the Stream was not on the list. And we put it, and it was their our first choice, wow. and they chose it for us. So yeah. it was really exciting. And, I mean, to do Dolly, I just felt like it was— <laughs> I know you love her. And have you, was, you still not met her, or have you yet? Met. No, but now I'm only one degree away. So the day after our uh, blind aired— it was at, we went and did the Today Show, yes. the Today in Nashville. Yes. Not the Today Show, but Today in Nashville. <laughs> you know, the cool one in Nashville. Yeah, right, right. Um, <laughs> and we were sitting in there waiting, and my parents were with us. And on the screen, it shows, you know, when you're in the waiting room getting ready to go in, like, who's being interviewed? And it was Stella Parton. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I had my Dolly mug with me, which I always bring. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, we just sang a Dolly song last night here. So yeah, I went yeah. up and said something to her, and she was so sweet. Yes. And... 
And I, t- I literally was like, we're one degree away now. So, But you've known her wig man forever, right? Oh, yeah. Like, well, so you were already like a one degree. So our Dollywood music video, um, Vance Nichols, who does a lot of her wardrobe, he gave me one of her wigs to wear for our Dollywood video. <laughs> which is so amazing. Which is a big secret, kind of, like, which is fun, which I don't mind talking about it, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's why you looked so good in that video. You guys, it was a legit win. I'll put put a link in the show notes if you don't know about this Dollywood song, and then you can click on it and you can watch the video. It's so funny. You guys have so much personality and it's so cute. Well, I took my three favorite Dolly looks and like recreated them to like kind of modern now, but like also still have that vintage flair and the retro. So it was really fun. And I still feel like there's a lot of like power behind that song that that still has a long way to go, you know? Oh, 1,000%. You know, it's funny because I was listening back to uh, the interview we did a year ago because I'm like, where did we even leave off on that interview? And we left off. That one was a good one, too. I feel like it was really real. Yeah, it was. And you were, gosh, I mean, I'm going to leave your personal stuff to the side and let people just listen to that episode. But the the amazing professional accomplishment that you guys were having at that point was that CMT was going to start playing your music video. And that was like, wow, how cool is that? But I feel like how much has happened since then. So oh, like yeah. you sing Islands in the Stream, mm-hmm. you get on Team Blake. What was that yeah. like d- just having this, um, like this feels like a very Nashville story, right? Yeah, like, to I'll be totally. working with Blake Shelton on that show. Yeah, and I mean, too, you know, being from Nashville, doing a lot of this on our own, that was our story on the show too. I mean, they really like, like tuned into what we've done as artists on our own and mm-hmm. to this point. I mean, every interview was about that, which was really cool. And we were honored to talk about that on national television. Um, I think it was really cool, like, the day we actually did the blind and, you know, you go in and I remember being on stage and I was like, this is so weird. Like, I've literally watched this and now we're standing here and it's so weird. Which, But it's kind of crazy because we were not nervous at all. Okay, so I was going to ask you that. Like, what was the last thing you said to each other or what did you eat before you went on? Or like, what did you... I don't know if I even ate that Did you take a shot of whiskey? Like, what did you do? I wish we could have taken a shot of whiskey, but that was not available at Universal for us. (laughs) I wish. I totally would have. Um, But we were side stage and there's like these doors and you know it's taping and so you can hear all the crew and there's so much involved yes yes and so they're like okay dries up and so we go stand and of course they're videoing us and is your heart racing that's when I started to get nervous but the whole day I felt peace I was like I'm not even nervous this is so weird yeah and they go they count down like five four three two one yeah. and I could see through the like crack of the door and I could see all the coaches like faced around yeah and it was so weird and then the doors open and it's like a pin drop but I heard someone from the audience go it's a duo. Like you could hear him kind of oh, like. Oh, really? Because like, I think we were, we were the first. We went on the very first day of blind tapings. Oh. And I think there was only two duos the entire that I think even auditioned. Wow. That made it to the point of blinds. So it was so crazy. I heard I heard like people chattering, and I was like, "This is so crazy!" And oh so then gosh. we go up on stage, and there's the whole count in, and and I was like, "Here we go!" And I felt nervous, but then when the song started, we were fine. Yeah. And then it was weird, like part of our staging was me facing Derek for the first part while he was leading. Like he started out leading the song, which was different. And then when I turned back to like face and start singing my part, I saw that Blake had turned and I didn't even hear it. Like I didn't even realize. And then he's like singing along with us. And I was like, I was so excited. I was like, because that was our first choice. And then Gwen turns around when I started singing and she was just like, oh my gosh. And then to see back like their interaction before they turned was really cool. And so then at the end, you know, we're talking to them and all the coaches turn around and they're all just being so sweet and 
then John Legend was talking. It was just, it honestly was <laughs> like, like, this is your life right now, a gal. Complete uh, <laughs> whirlwind. And then yeah. we get off stage and like Blake gives us a hug. He comes backstage to talk to our family, yeah, shook all their wow. hands, which was so sweet. Like, and honestly, he is, he's great. And we saw him again two weeks ago. Yeah, I feel like I just saw that on your yep. social too. We just went a to few his big, he's on a big tour right now. And we went to his uh, show in our hometown, sort of Greensboro. Yeah. And we got to talk to him for like 30 minutes side oh, backstage wow. before the show. And he's, he's just great. Like yeah. he's, there's no fluff. He's real. He's very intentional. You know, like when you meet people who are talking to you of status, sometimes you feel like they're looking past you or they're like waiting to like move on. Yeah. That's not like, he was with very you. intentional and yeah. like looked at us the entire time and was like asking genuine questions about our career. Mm-hmm. We had a show coming up, which we did yeah. in February on the 28th at the Basement East and it's kind of like a showcase and he was asking all about it yeah. and just very genuine. Yeah. So it's been it's been really cool to do the show, be on Team Blake. And I feel like The Voice is a Team Blake show, you know? Yeah, it totally is. I so mean, he's like, like the winningest coach, right? Yeah. So it's like being on his team. I mean, our followers and the, the new fans that we've like, we don't take it for granted or lightly, but like it's been unreal. Yeah. The, the following that we've gained from the show. That's what I want to know from you. Like, what has it been like since being on that show? Like, you can yeah. look and pinpoint and go, because of the show, we have oh, yeah. XYZ. And not and going in, you don't know if it how it's going to be right. or if you're even going to air or when you right. are. And it's very, you know, you kind of find out day of. And so to look back now and see, like, all the growth. I mean, I think our first time we aired – we got a thousand followers in a night on wow. Facebook and Instagram. And so now, you know, being a couple months from the last season, the new season's already started, but it's to look at the growth. And I mean, our show, for instance, at the basement East in Nashville, we're doing like autographs and oh selling merch gosh. at our show. Look at you. But there's two, like, this couple comes up. They're like, we came from New Jersey to see y'all. We, we saw you on The Voice. Drove 12 hours to our show. Oh, my gosh. Then there was another couple came from Michigan. And it was cool being on stage. And that's another thing I'll say is, like, when we do shows, like, looking out. You know, used to I would know a lot of the people or it would be people I've kind of seen. Yeah. But now it was like I remember at the Basement East, this, like, on stage looking at this whole section over here. I didn't know hardly anyone. And they were, like, singing along to our songs. And I was like. Oh, my God. So that's (laughs) the whole night after that, our show, I was like. Wow. I, literally, we could not sleep because we just kept like replaying everything and like talking to each other about it. And we were laying in bed, oh. just like, was that? Were they really singing our songs? Yeah. Like, <laughs> did that couple really come from New Jersey? Like, did wow. they really like? So it's just been honestly, it's been great. Yeah. And you know, we've got we just booked our first tour. I know. Let's talk about it. Like, Which this is, is like, incredible. It's you know, I just feel like timing's everything. Yeah. And you know, 2021 was a really hard year. Like we talked on the Amstigator. You know. The other episode, episode. yeah. That was because a really you dealt hard with a year. lot of loss, a lot of loss. So personally, very difficult. But you know, I think back to that, and I look at everything that we went through, and I really do believe that, like, when you go through hard things, it like chips away at your character to make you sturdy for what's to come. And I, like, Derek and I both feel stronger than we ever have. Mm-hmm. And I look back at that season, and like, it, you know, there's nothing that happens tragedy wise like that's meant to happen those things just happen in life but when those things happen beauty comes out of it Mm -hmm. and like what you do with it and so 
I look back at the last couple years before 2022 and I'm like, it was literally preparing us for like what's to come. Well, I think of you guys that way. Like when I, we talked a little bit about this on the, that last episode uh, of how is it that, you know, you could be pushing a baby stroller and your friends could be being signed (laughs) left and right. And you guys are writing such amazing stuff that like cuts through where is your deal where is your, you know what I mean like yeah. I feel oh, that yeah. for you I well, feel that for you and so I I walked away from that conversation too thinking like well something something else is supposed to be here and we just have to wait for the timing like we just yeah. have to wait for the timing like, you and like I, how I'm like part of your duo now I like love we it well have we to feel wait. that I know you support us like I know that like 1000 percent a thousand and I mean, I know you support us in that. And I think that, too, is like the people that have been put in our life along our journey have just been there to encourage us. And that's like what keeps us going. And so, I mean, it it you know, you go, okay, timing, it is really everything. But then you look at the waiting and you're like, why do some people wait longer than others? But I think it's just like I don't think we have any control over what happens in life. I really don't. And I think our greatest job in this world is to just do the best with what we have and and then it leads to good things when you put in hard work and you learn perspective and through hard things and you learn and then good things happen and then you're like wow wow like don't you don't you think though like everything that's been going on has gotten you to this moment Oh, yeah. Because, like, you couldn't have done – I feel like you couldn't have done The Voice if you'd been signed in other ways. Like, you couldn't – Like, you got put on this national stage. Yep. um, And then now look at at all the things that have come from it. Like, this tour, like – Everything has a purpose, you know, and and the timing had to be right. Yep. You know, and that's that's the hard thing, I think, about like living and trust Mm -hmm. is that when you're in the middle of it, it's like FML. Why is this? Why? why, When's it my chance? Yeah. Well, I'm good enough. Why? Why haven't I gotten the chance yet? You literally have to like I love this saying. It's like my favorite lately is like I say, go through life, put your blinders on. Don't look at all the other comparison. Like, stay off social media if you have to. I mean, we have as an artist, you have to post and you have to. When you're on a platform, you have to do those things. Yeah, yeah. But like, have boundaries. Have your blinders on. Like, do what you can and know that it will. Like, if if you're putting your heart into it, it will reach somebody. Yeah, and something will happen. And so, like, even our the Basement East show, which was really big for us. I mean, we've gone to see some of our favorite artists there, and so we dealt with a lot of. Like, well, me personally, I dealt with a lot of anxiety leading up to that show, thinking, I mean, exact thoughts like, will will we ever get a tour? Will we ever, are we like doing all this for nothing? Like, mm. are we just sacrificing time with family and being in seven hours away from our families for nothing? Like, will this all really do anything? Mm. And literally so much stress and just so much, like we had, you know, program lights with our show and just all the details of a bigger show we've never done. And and then when the show happened, the next morning at 7 a.m., we get a text from Jody Messina. Literally. Girl. Get a text from Jody <laughs> Messina. This is 7 a.m., the day after our show. And she literally says, I want y'all to give me a call about some future tour dates. And we were like, what? Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. And so we get, gave her a call, and she literally asked us. She just uh, booked this tour, Heads Carolina Tales, California. Right, right. And, I mean, she's, like, she's always been a legend, but she right. is just, like, recently things are just blowing up again for her. Right, because of the song, right? Yeah. 
And so she has this whole tour and she's invited us out and we're so far on 12 dates. And oh my God, our first show with her is April 14th in Texas. And we are just in it. And I'm sitting there like after we get off the phone and I'm like, did that really just happen? Like, is she inviting us like herself? Like we didn't get set up by By somebody else else or someone. How'd she get your number? So one of our close friends, uh, does background vocals for her and oh. has told Jody about us. Wow. And so she came to one of our shows in 2021 and I think she liked what she heard and has kind <laughs> of been following us for the last like two years. And um, so, yeah, she got our number from Angela, our friend. Wow. And Do you feel like the dam has broken or is it still like just there's only a few like holes in the dam? So the water's starting to come out oh, before the dam bursts. It's not fully like burst, burst <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, it's starting. Things are, I mean, that day, I mean, since our show, it's been like nonstop of just like a lot of exciting things happening. And the touring, I mean, I cannot tell you the time, how many times I've prayed about us getting on an opening slot for some kind of tour. Yeah. And I mean, it's just for that to happen the way it did, it felt very organic was nothing we could have done on our own. We did nothing to get that. She reached out to you. Yeah, like we, it wasn't like we were sitting there sending our resume into everybody. I mean, and which you don't even send resumes. Like yeah, you guys, like yeah. But, but you know, it's you like do. it's like I don't know. It's just it's been we feel we feel very thankful and we're excited. I mean, I feel like this is the start to so much more. And yeah. it's funny, you know, every year at the end of the year when the new year starts, January first. Derek and I always sit down and we talk about goals for the year and what we're really praying for and like what we really want. And l- literally on my list at home, I should have brought it. It has like one of the first things is tour, like wow. book a tour this year, book a tour. And it's March and wow. we're, we have our first tour. And, yeah. wow. you know, hopefully we'll get signed to booking soon and and be on other tours as well. And we already have so many shows this year. So it's like, oh my God. It's exciting. How many dates do you have already? Well, you've got the 12 with her. Well, with her, I've got, we've got 12. And then we have a lot that we booked on our own just through people reaching out, festivals. Oh, fun. So I would say right now we probably have like 25. Girl. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's so many. And it's all, it's through the year. I mean, it's through, we have dates with Jody through October right now. So it's amazing. Yeah. How will you guys do that? Uh, will you have a band that you bring or like, how does that work? Well, we're still working through all the details, but <laughs> I, I mean, I know it's like, it's so, now we're like, okay, now we have to f- figure out this new rhythm. Um, I think a lot of them are going to be Derek and I, just acoustic, mm. and we'll figure out some kind of track to put behind us maybe to make it more elevated. But, you know, we're just to start out, we're going to try out just us and just yeah. see how that works and hopefully, like, piece some things together after that. And the first one we're definitely going to do just us and then see how we feel about it and what we need to add. We'd love to do full band, but yeah. sometimes that's hard as, like, an opener. Let you me to... ask you, because um, I'm, I'm an outsider from the industry. I don't, yeah. you know, I'm not in your industry. Would it never be possible to use some of her band? Does that not is that not how it works? I mean, I think maybe I think people can do whatever they want if they're the artist. But I, you know, even for us, I don't know if I would want to do that. You know, yeah, like okay. that's her thing. Like I, it's an honor for us to to be asked to do that. So we want to do our thing and let her do her thing. Okay, you know, yeah, I um, gotcha. I mean, we've had people ask that too. So like we're like, I guess people do that, but I don't know if we do would they. Do that. I mean, I don't even know if people maybe, do that. I don't. I'm just thinking I would like, think less people do that than we okay would think, like I'm just but. thinking you need a drummer well 
I mean, behind the behind yeah. the black curtains, a drummer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like totally. No, we've been asked that. You're not the first person who's asked okay. that. So no, I don't. I mean, I think for us though, we just want to do our thing and have her do her thing and like honor that and see what happens. Okay, so I have told you this, I think, over a voice note months ago, but I'm going to say it for the world to know. Um, <laughs> I had so let me back up. I throughout my life have had prophetic dreams and Ooh. I don't ever know that they're prophetic until it happens. And then I'm like, oh crap, I dreamed that. Like yeah. I actually dreamed that. And the first time that happened for me was I was like 21. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is so weird. I had just this weird dream. And, and it was a dream that I was going to be, um, I was going to get an anchor job. I wasn't going to be an anchor. I was going to be just whatever. It wasn't going to be that. Well, then a month later, I got an anchor job, and I was like, whoa, what just happened? Wow. Two years later, I had a dream that I was about to leave the television station where I was, but in order to leave, there would have to be a hurricane first. So, like, I live and worked in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I grew up in that area. We had hurricanes all the time. So at that particular time, I got this dream, like, you're about to leave this Mm. station, but there's going to be a hurricane. You're going to be on the beach. Like, this is everything in the dream. And I'm like, wow, that's freaking weird. Two months later, I was, uh, two months later, I got a job offer to leave. And then a week later, there was a hurricane. Mm. Like a week after that, uh, there was a hurricane. And then I left two weeks after that. And I was like, oh, oh no, like this is a thing. And so like, I will have dreams. And again, I don't know they're the actual prophetic dream until they actually happen. I had a dream about you guys that had that, that gave me those same like super, super vibes. Um, yeah, you texted me about it. Yeah. Did I text her? I didn't know if I sent no, you a I, voice note it or something. Either a, I th- it was one of those, but I do remember this. Okay. So like anytime someone has a dream, like, oh, I had a, you were in my dream last night. Well, scientists will tell us, research says, you know, or I mean, it's not even research. It's science that would say, hey, it's like unresolved stuff or it's subconscious yep. stuff and you're seeing a reflection of yourself in that person. That's what it is. Yes, I think most dreams are that way, but I'm just here to tell you. Oh. I have some dreams that are more than that. Yeah. Um, because I I just I just do. I don't know. I just do. Yeah. So I had a dream about you guys, and I, I dreamed that it was like you and Derek and then me, the three of us, were all together, and we were celebrating something. It was like a party. And I don't know. It, it felt like some industry something or other, but it was a party. Yes. And I don't know if it was celebrating like some big win that you had gotten, mm. like some award, or if it, I didn't know what it was, but yeah. it was a for real party and it was for you. I so I'm just that. like putting that back out there. Like, yeah. uh, God, universe, like I had, you gave me this dream. This is yes. still needing to happen. So, yes. well, so my friend, we'll celebrate something. Yes. In, in the future, I, it'll come. Oh, I, and I, I totally believe in that. I mean, I've had dreams like that too. I feel like I, Ever since I was a kid, my mom said the first time she held, like, held me when, when she was upset. She had not even physically like shown that she was crying, but she felt very upset. And she said I looked up at her and just started like crying. And Aww. she was like, she knows. And I've had that same thing. Like yeah. I, I feel things that whether it's like good or bad sometimes. And I, But it's like I have dreams like that. I've had dreams that have happened even a bit with us. Or I've had – and so I really believe in that. And I think it's a really powerful thing and – like I said, I think that you were put in our life for a reason, and you encourage us like big time. And so, I receive it. I receive that, <laughs> Lord. I receive that happening, that party. Like I am for it. For us sure. celebrating something big and special yes. for you. 
I love oh, it. I no, love and that's that. what that's what keeps us going is the encouragement like that. You know, yeah. it's but you know, you know, yeah. don't you? Like in your heart, in your heart oh, yeah. of hearts, you know, there's a mission for you. Totally, you know there is right, and, and that's what keeps you guys going. I mean, I'm I'm projecting. I'm just no, putting words. It's in your very mouth. true, and like I've always said, we never have a plan B. Like there's like <laughs> there's not like we're not going to give up on this. And I think you know Dolly says too, like it takes true grit to like yeah. do this, and. I will never, there's, there's never been a plan B for me ever. Like I've never, yeah. as a kid, even I wasn't like, well, I'd want to do this or this. It was, it's always been music right. and Derek feels the same. And there's just, of course we have other hobbies, but we're, we're in it until, until you reach our dreams. And I mean, yeah, <laughs> until we, or, until we're dead, <laughs> you know, like we're in it forever. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, we're in it for the long haul and it's yeah. not just like a hobby. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's our, it's what we live and breathe to do is write songs and yeah. What do you feel Honor. is an emotion that's really coming out for you right now in the songs that you're writing? Ooh. Well, it's funny that you just asked that because I was thinking of a song we wrote two days ago called Mudroom and we wrote it because Derek, we had, you know, on social media, you're always thinking of things to post and captions, you know, it is what it is. And he said something like, um, I bet heaven has like a mud room for all of the bull crap <laughs> we bring in. And I was like, oh my, because we- That's a great, a great line. Literally, and I was like, Derek, we've got to write a song called Mud Room. And so two days ago, we wrote it with our friends and it's all about like, I bet heaven has a mud room. Like, this I'm going to get me, there with dirty boots. This gives me Brad Paisley vibes. Like, he does. Oh, I like, love that. Like, That's a, you know how he does those kinds of songs? Oh, yeah. That like. Very storytelling. But I think the emotion that's coming out, I think the biggest one would have to be, I think it's just, like, honesty. Yeah. Honest. Like, even if it's, like, we want to write songs that really mean something that even maybe ruffle feathers for people. Like, just really real, honest lyrics. And a lot of the songs we've been writing, which we're about to release a lot of music this year. Oh, good. We just released our single, Who Needs to Hear This. And which you talked about in that last episode, yep. which is so hilarious. Yeah. Again, you got to listen back to that yeah. last episode. She talks about the story behind that song. So many, like, we wrote so many songs in 2021 through the season that we were in. And now it's time to release those. And we're writing more for just, like, yeah. tour and trying to get songs for stage and you know, but that's the biggest thing is honesty. You know, I used to growing up, like, I've always loved Miranda Lambert. This mm -hmm. like Dolly and Miranda are probably my two favorites. And her music has always just really spoke to me because it's so honest. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you're like, she and just sometimes said that. raw. Yeah. Raw, I'm know? like, yeah, raw is a really good word for that, too. And so now we're writing songs that like, in the past, I might have, like, left out because I didn't want to be, like, that person that, like, ruffles feathers for people. Yeah, but now it's, like, a fun game, isn't it? But now like, I'm, like, like <laughs> this is what people need because people are, are hurting yeah. and they're in pain and they go through hard things. Write real stuff about it. Like, right. and so that's what we really feel like we're supposed to do. Yeah. I feel like the game becomes... Uh, this is kind of, like, what I'm picking up from what you're saying. It does become a game of, like, how, how honest and truthful can I do? How, yeah. how can I be? Like... How much can I cut through? Yeah, in the in the words totally. that I'm writing. Yep, and we were we were talking. We wrote it at Curb, and we were talking with another writer there. And he's like, "What y'all write today?" And we told him Mudroom, and he was like, "You're listening." And I was like, "I loved his response." He's like, "You're listening," and I was like, "We were like, what does that mean?" Yeah, listening he goes, to what? You're literally like taking the ideas that are given and you're grabbing them. 
and you're like literally taking them. And he's like, you're listening. Oh, and I, I was like, that. that's so true. Like, because oh. God, I feel like gives people ideas all the time. Yeah. And even like that saying, you know, Derek said it in, for our social, social media post. And it's like mudroom, like wonder if heaven has one. And then we, it like really struck something in me. And I feel like I was like, like okay, grab I'm gonna that one. That, I'm literally going <laughs> to grab that idea. I'm going to bring it to the right and see what they think. And then we write a song that all of us get chills when we were like in the room together. And so it's just, it's just, it was just cool to hear like you're listening. Yeah. Like you're doing a good job of listening. That's confirmation, right? Like, from someone else. Oh, oh, yes. And so, yeah, I don't know. Raw and honest are the yeah. two biggest emotions. Like raw was a really good word. What do you think uh, is coming up for you the rest of the year? Like we Ooh. know about your, we, we, like we know about these amazing tour dates and uh, we know about the music that's going to come out. What else do you mm. think is still like on the horizon this year that you're like, gosh, this is what I really need, or this is what I want, or this, whatever. Whatever comes up when I ask that There's question. Like a bunch of things, but <laughs> um, oh, that's a really hard question because I don't know how to answer it. Well, um, I mean, I'm wondering if you have things that you can't tell me. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think the touring is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like, every time I think, I know and like list out things that honestly the touring is the biggest thing that's happening right now yeah. and new music and as far as like you know there is we're having meetings with some industry people but like I don't which, know which means what what does that mean so like a booking agency you know for that's the biggest thing we've been wanting um, we finally have some sort of team which is great we didn't have that until the show but that organically happened as well we have amazing day-to-day uh, team. Her name's Carrie and Sydney's the assistant. And then we have a gal who runs our social media with us and her name's Alexa. And we have our friend Austin who does video with us. So we're building a team. Mm -hmm. It's like the foundation was always just Eric and I for years. Yeah. And we did everything, which I'm very thankful that we have because it's taught us so much, but it's a lot of work. And you know how to direct people now. Too. Yeah. Well, we know what we want. We know what our lane is. Even going into the voice, we knew who we were. Like we weren't right. like, tell us who we are, or, you know, <laughs> We are who we are. You either like us or you don't is what we our mindset was going into the show. But now it's like we have a team that we're forming. And so, like, we want more meetings. Like, whether it's, like, a publishing deal. Like, we own all of our, mm -hmm. our songs. But, mm -hmm. like, a public, if it was the right publishing deal, that would be amazing. You know, and if, which if a label, we you know, maybe we need a label. Maybe we don't. You can do so much on your own now. Yeah. But it's the, the little pieces that we're building and, and – you know, booking meetings with and all that. I don't think I, well, I, I know I didn't know. I did not know how publishing deals worked until I moved to Nashville and yeah. like the cuts and like when you oh, sit yeah. down for a co-write, like you're, you're working out who gets how much percentage credit totally. before you even create anything. Will you just spell that out for people? I think because anyone outside yeah. of Nashville doesn't know. Well, um, I think they're all different for us. Um, anytime we co-write with anybody, uh, Derek and I are half and half with like our, we, we finally have our own publishing. It's called dry house publishing, <laughs> which we started just for our songs. Um, and then a lot of writers in town are signed with publishing deals, like whether it's Curb or Sony or Warner. Warner yeah. yeah. And so when you write a song, every every writer in the room gets a percentage of it. Right. And you have mm -hmm. to deal with that before you even start writing, right? Well, no. We don't. Some people probably do, but we never do that. We always okay. just do it the way it's – like we just talk about it with our whoever we're writing with, like once we decide to release it. So would it be like you and Derek, 25%, 25%, yep. and then like you're writing with two other people, 25%, 25%? Yes. Okay. Yep. 
Sometimes like 33%, just depending. Yeah, it's like if someone needs to record a a controlling interest or something on the song. Yep. So, yeah, there's... There's lots of things behind the scenes yeah. that, that not many people, and, if, unless you're in it, know. And, and you guys own all of your songs, which yeah. means when you're streaming, like, well, I say when you are streaming. When I stream your music, whatever the breakdown is from the streaming platforms, then you get paid the money according to the percentage you own, and you own 100%. Yes. Right? Well, we own 100% of the masters, so that's like the recording. And so yeah, see, the writing complex. is a completely different thing. Okay. So, now, if we were signed to a label, they would probably own the masters because that's, you know, we're, we don't have a label, so we don't have anyone that owns our recordings of what we put out. So we own 100% unless which there's is a producer. amazing. Yeah, which is it actually like Taylor is Swift reason, is telling me right now. That yeah, <laughs> it's amazing no, that, that you is, own 100%. That's, that's literally what that whole, I mean, she literally, I don't know all the details, but yes. The that's whole the whole debate. Right? Yes. Um but for us, like, we own the masters unless there's been a producer that's, like, co-produced with Derek. Then they own, like, part of the master. But then songwriting's a whole different other thing. Okay. So then it's the percentages you were talking about of – and then everybody gets paid through distribution. Yeah. There's, there's so much to it. It's I know. Like, it's so confusing, well, but I, good. Well, I don't think people realize that songwriters can make – the majority of the money more than the more than the performer can isn't it that the performer really doesn't make money until they go on tour unless they wrote the songs am i correct or incorrect um, well honestly songwriters don't get paid and don't get the recognition that they deserve a lot of times and there's been all these you know uh songwriters going in and trying to change things change laws with that um but it i think it all depends like now if we had a song on radio I think when you start getting like into the top charts, then yeah. I think that's when artists, I mean, I'm still learning all these things as well because yeah. we've never had a song on radio. But um, from what we see in artists we follow, um, I think that there's like, if you get a number one, I think that's when you really start to see money. Yeah. But as a songwriter. That, as a songwriter. Yes. And the artist, I guess, I don't really know that. I don't yeah. know for sure on that, but I just know friends that have had number ones Um say that their life has changed when they get a number one. Yeah. But I think everything up to that is, unless you're getting consistent number ones as a writer or a performer, I don't know if it, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's well, so much to it that I didn't, like. Didn't the, I'm thinking like a few years ago, didn't, wasn't there a big lawsuit around the streaming? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And the amount that songwriters would get paid or yeah. even artists would get yeah, paid. Yeah, that's Just what I was any, mentioning. Any contributor, even a background vocalist would get paid oh, a different yeah. amount. Um uh, just because of what happened in the last few years. And because streaming, like, no one buys CDs anymore, right? So, like, it's all streaming. And so, like, the breakdown for what someone gets paid, that's huge. So, like, as you guys are listening to this episode, yeah. if you want <laughs> Caitlin and Derek to do really well, just go and stream their music. Like, yes. period, end of story. Just stream their music. And it's you know, easy. playlisting really helps, too. Um, like, our song War has, like, 7 million streams. And... You know, we get paid monthly through distribution on those streams. And, you know, it's not like a ton, but it's at least like a grand or so, you know, a month. That's extra that, honestly, we always forget about until it comes in and we're like, yay, I forgot about that. And that's a song (laughs) that's never been on the radio. Yeah. So think about that. Yep. It is. It's like, I mean, there's so many ways to make money as an artist. And honestly, like touring is a big way, like Mm -hmm. with merch, Mm -hmm. how artists make money. I mean, And we just ordered a ton of new merch that we're so excited about that I've helped design. And, you know, I think, I mean, I've seen it like we've we've done really well in merch at our last couple of shows. So that's a way we make money. I mean, it's it's exciting. 
to know that there's so many ways that you can, you know? <laughs> it's it's really cool. And like Jody was telling us, like, she kills it in merch on her tour, which really? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, it's not, I don't want to share the number. Well, no, but, yeah, no, you don't need yeah, to. Yeah, but like, she's just like, oh, you know, tour. She's like, I'll be, she's like, I'll literally sign autographs and there's all these people. Like, so there's, it's definitely possible, you know? Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean, me like, too. gosh, your life. Yeah, I, I hope that we do another one of these episodes a year from now, and yes. they're like, now let's talk we should about do it every year now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because we're like, really, look, this is coming out like to the to the week of yeah. when we had a conversation last year, and then now this year, and then totally, and then people can just chart your growth right along with I you, love which it. is exciting. I know it's exciting. I, you know, I think the the coolest thing that I can say about our journey is that we grow every year, and I think that's. The goal, you know, I don't think yeah. we'll ever fully like arrive um, because I think there's always things to learn and ways to grow. But I'm I mean, our journey since we've we've been in Nashville eight years, we moved in 2014. And just to see like where we started when we yeah. released our first song, Amen, we had no clue what we were doing. I mean, that was your first release. I thought war was your first release. No, our very first song we put out was Amen. Oh, yeah. We released it in like summer of 2018. Wow. Okay. And to see that to like now the things that we've learned, the song, the songs we're writing are way better too. I mean, those well, are to you, songs, they're way but... better. Like, Amen is so much fun. It's got like a sex, it's such a like sexy spiritual. Yeah. Like, what, what is a funny a fun thing one. to say? We actually did it at our show. We still do it and it always hits. Like, people yeah. have fun during that song. And so that's good, like, to know that even that stuff, you know, people still like listening to it. But just to see the growth we've had, and I mean, even doing the voice, I mean, people ask all the time, what would, like, what would you say to someone who wants to audition? I would say, do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you know who you are, like, go into it knowing yeah. that you, what you have is, like, valuable, and just and do it. And tell them why. Tell them why it's valuable. Why. Like, I mean, it has been such a huge thing for us to do that show. Yeah. Because we already had so much music out. Right. We already so knew then who we were. People we had... started streaming all your music, and you own it 100%. Yeah. So... Well, then people are like, you know, they liked us on the show singing a cover. Well, then they can look us up on Instagram, which is what most people do, or Facebook, whatever right, right. it is. And they're like, oh, they're actually like, they have music out. Yeah, and, and now they want to listen. Yeah, and then they're tagging us that they're listening. And so it's it has been so cool to yeah. just see the journey. And the, the hard days have led to really good things, well. even though... You know, I don't like the hard days, but <laughs> Who at likes all. Them? But you yeah. know, what? purpose always comes from pain. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Is like we have to, if we will allow it. Totally, we just have to allow it. Totally. I mean, I think that's like what we've always said about our shows and our music is we want to write songs that make you feel like what it feels like to have, to have gone through something really hard. The joy of life, the party. The fun times that are just like lighthearted and nothing really to say other than just like this is fun, you know. And so we want people to feel all the things when they come to our shows and listen to our music. And people actually say that. They say those same things. They'll be like, you know, I literally cried. Like we we had a couple that came to our show um, at the Basement East and we had never met them, but they were basically sharing what the night meant to them oh. and it was like the last conversation we had before we like packed up and left they like waited oh and it was like the best I was like this was the best for last because they told us basically that our song house on fire and just the oh. whole night there was a lot of songs that like really related to them but they said you know we've been married nine years I think they said but they said year eight we were separated the entire year hmm. or most of it and 
they said, you know, we're back together and like really working on things and and our life is like going really well right now. And they were like, your music really like means Did so they much make to you us. cry? Oh, I was like, because I want to cry. We got like a photo with them. I was like, I mean, they were precious. And like, I told Derek, I was like, this is literally why we do what we do. Yes. Music can heal. Music can heal people. And just to hear the things that we hope for when we write songs, you know, like House on Fire, we wrote that because of a hard time we were going through. Right. And then we put it out and like you hope people relate to it. But then when you hear stories like that, it's on um, like it like fuels me. I'm like, oh, yes, yes. Like, you're doing it. want to write more songs like this that make people really feel something. Yeah. Well, and, and I've said this to you before and no one's writing music from the standpoint of a committed relationship. Like <laughs> no one is. But there are so many ups and downs within that. And your music captures that. And it's amazing. Thanks. It's amazing. It can be sexy. It can be crappy. It can be like all, I mean, oh, yeah. all the things that can be, or it can just be fun. Totally. You know? Yeah. And I, I did wonder, sometimes I wonder this, like when you guys write, obviously you're writing for a, a male voice and a female voice. Do you ever think like, what if this song went to someone else oh, and it yeah. could be a male, female, uh, it wouldn't be a duo. It would be a duet, I guess. Oh, it would yeah. Be. Totally. Do you think about that when you write or do you only think about you guys when you write those songs? Um, I think a lot of the times we think about our, st we just bring in our stories of what we're going through. And so it feels very personal to us, but there are a lot of songs that we won't release that are just sitting. And that's mm -hmm. where I think it'd be great to like be able Give to, it to someone, have a publisher that like pitches songs for yeah. us, you know, cause there are songs like we have this song called beer to drink and we always say Miranda would like kill it. Because we're not going to release it. We love the song, but it's just we have songs that we don't, that just sit there. Well, yeah, everybody has that, So, right? yeah, yeah. So we we go in, and I think a lot of our rights are for us. Um, but we also write a lot of songs that are just sitting right now. Yeah. We're like, who? Well, I feel that? like, <laughs> and, and again, if people don't know the music industry, I think of Chris Stapleton as being a great example of this. Like, he killed it as a songwriter oh, yeah. for years and years and years. And when it came time to do his own solo stuff... Blew everybody away. He blew everyone away, and he he was just looking back through his songs like, well, what have I not released? So everything on that very first album is stuff that he just had never released for yeah. other people that he oh, had so either cool. held back for himself or just had never found the right person for, well, and so and he did them. There's a lot of success stories, too. Like, I know the first person I just thought of was Casey Musgraves. I mean, she really got her start because she had a cut. I don't remember the song, but it was for another artist. And that ended up getting her signed to a publishing from what I remember. This was like, I think this happened a long time ago. But that story, stories like that always like really inspire yeah. us because I'm like, I just think there's many avenues to like how people get started and get their yeah. foot in the door with people. And um, yeah, I mean, a lot of songwriters like I don't think a lot of people know that Chris Stapleton has written for like. Oh my God, he's like written Brian. And oh, all you guys have to do is just get on the Googly yeah. Goo and like, write, artists, like what songs has Chris Stapleton written? Uh, and he had a prolific career as a songwriter. That's why, I'll never forget this, uh, he had won some big award. It's like his first award ever. And I remember seeing all of these well-known uh, singers in the audience, like standing ovation yeah. for him. And I was like, awesome. everybody knows him. How does everyone know him? And that was the point I realized, oh, he's written songs for everyone. Yeah. And only now are we getting to see the genius and the like incredible nature of his own voice. Like, cause his voice is so and distinct. he carries it. He has such, he, I don't know him personally, but just from what we have seen, he has such a quiet confidence. Mm. It's awesome. Like yeah. he just gets on stage and does his thing and it like moves people. Yeah. And he doesn't even have to be that showy. No, nope. like he's just doing his thing. His beard is enough showy for yeah. everyone. And his <laughs> wife, when she's up there, I just love that. I'm like, 
Yeah. I just think it's precious. So, yeah, there's a lot of people we look up to in this industry. I love He's it. He's definitely one of them. Um, people say that Nashville's a 10-year town. I know. They do. What does that mean? <laughs> I think things happen for people in 10 years. Well, we've been here eight, so <laughs> things are starting. Here's the dam. It's about to, like, burst. <laughs> Got two more years, I guess. <laughs> um, but... I, I actually say that all the time to people. I'm like, it's a ten year town, and and people from our hometown are like, what are you talking about? They don't. They're like, yeah, it takes ten years. 10 year? I'm like, it has been said, and I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. Well, Casey Musgraves, I remember when she won like a huge award a year or two ago. She was yeah. like, this is a ten year town, and this award comes like ten years yep. to the day. Uh, we were there at that, that from uh, from the day I moved here. Yep. I, we know? were literally there that night, and I think I was like crying in the audience. Yeah. Wow. Um, and Lainey Wilson. I think I've heard her say that. Haley yeah. Witters has that song, Ten Year Town. I think that's the title. But it's just inspiring. It's like, I, I think I love that because it shows that timing is everything. Yeah. And it does take time to build something that will last, mm. like, for the long haul. Not just something quick. Mm. And, you know, you have the whole TikTok movement, which I think is amazing. And I think it brings awareness to artists that maybe could never... Have be, had the platform. Yeah, other, other than that. But it's like... I think it's really inspiring for people who have been in the town or been doing music for a long time and not had that big break yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just, like, fuel to keep going. Yeah. Because every artist that I've ever, that we've listened to that has said that, we love. So I'm yeah. like, okay, like, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, here we're at year eight, and I'm like, <laughs> good things are happening, so we'll keep going. See what happens at 10 years. Yeah. yeah, there might be a delay, but you won't be denied. Oh, Totally. Totally. I have full faith in that. I know. I mean, there's good things like and there's so much beauty in just like the quiet, simple moments of like being with family and Derek and I around the fire with friends. And yeah, it's beautiful. You know, that's the dream, really. I love it. Oh, and I love you. Give me a hug. I do. I love it. It's always so easy talking to you. Oh, good. I'm glad. Don't you love her? I just love her, and I want to do everything I can to help them. You can find their music right now by searching The Dries. That's D-R-Y-E-S. And I love how they say, there's never been a plan B. They are so mono-focused, and I feel like we're all that way once we've been lit up with some kind of purposeful work. We're absolutely magnetic when we answer a calling and when we just say yes. And by the way, yes is one of my favorite songs they've released. I've put a link to it in the show notes. Again, Hopeless Fangirl here. I think their music is awesome. Their messages are awesome. And again, there's lived experience there. It's just incredible. They are the real deal. And they are committed to what they're here to do. So I do want you to take a moment to think about what you've been working toward, what seeds you've planted that you've been asking yourself, hey, when is it my turn? So let this conversation with Caitlin Be fertilizer to that little soul plant of yours, the one you've been watering and you've been waiting for, you've been waiting for it to grow, because there's something in all of us that we're meant to nurture. And that kind of stuff just takes time. But we can learn patience along the way. We can hear stories like Caitlin's and say, you know what, my chance is coming. And as you go through this week, I encourage you, find your light, lead with your heart, and live life purposefully. I'm Lauren Lowry, and this is Amstigator. <laughs>